1: Hey guys, I'm Lydia. Hi, I'm Jesse.
2: And I'm Adam. Let's talk Hoya.
0: Hey guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: been a hot minute for us. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's (laughs) right. Just for us, just for us. But hi, everybody. It feels like it's been forever. I know. So, we have something exciting coming. We're going to do a series of hoya care tips for you guys so the next few episodes that we do will be specific on hoya care and um, we'll get to answering questions and stuff like that too later down the road Um, but we just want to get into the nitty-gritty of things so
2: yeah do a deep dive yeah yeah and
1: some do's and some don'ts oh yeah
3: (laughs) some
2: do do's (laughs) and some Some don't 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 do's
1: And some not tones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we thought it would be. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, wait! Is don't do a phrase? Don't do?
2: Yeah, just like don't do that.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but <We're> tired guys. <laughs> Um, but I know we briefly talked about some of our like care um, in one of the earlier episodes, but um, that went long. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there we was one question. Yeah, yeah. so we want to make sure to cover everything that has to do with Hoya care. so then hopefully y'all feel prepared. Yeah.
3: equipped.
1: yes,
2: to tackle. Yeah, everything La within Hoya. our
3: knowledge definitely not everything all-encompassing yeah,
2: yeah. And, um, I, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like the majority of the stuff we're gonna say is just our own experience with these things yeah. mm-hmm. so disclaimer we're not botanists yeah or plant scientists yeah we're just three nor- nerdy people
1: nerdy people
2: yeah <laughs> <Nuit. laughs>
1: <laughs> So today's episode is going to be all on substrate and nutrients. So if this is something that you've been wondering about, have questions about, this is the episode for you. Or if you're jealous of how quickly Adam's plants grow, oh (laughs) yes,
3: chime in and give it a try. (laughs) See if you can crack that magic.
2: (laughs) You were going to say gay magic, weren't you? No, (laughs) but... That might be part of it. Yeah. If you're a gay listener
3: and you try the same recipe and it works, let me know. Yes. Because then Cause we I'm know willing. that's
1: what it is.
2: You, you know. I'm willing I... to give it a try. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've
3: more for less. Wait. No. That just sounds bad, right? Cut
1: that
2: out. Uh, no, no, I'm leaving it in. Cue <laughs> exit. Cue out. Aww. You know, I never really thought my plants grew a lot until, like, having you guys come over and you'd be like, holy crap. But it feels nice, you know, to, like, have someone affirm you.
1: Yeah, like how a week ago you got a plant and you're like, look, it's already growing. And we're like, (laughs) wow, it's already bigger than my plant.
2: (laughs) I feel like whenever I text you guys, you're like, okay. Swipe, delete, and get out
3: of here. No, I love seeing it. I love love it, especially when Lydia gives you like a one-node, two-leaf cutting of her already established plant. And then we see it a week later, and it's like six (laughs) leaves, peduncle, (laughs) thriving. And Lydia's is like, oh, well, mine grew an inch, too. (laughs) See, I don't
1: throw myself in the ring because... But, you know, I'm on a different level than you.
2: was <laughs> <laughs> looking at you, Elliptica.
1: Yeah. But I think it's funny, although I know this isn't today's topic, but I think it's funny when I first got into Hoya, people would always say Hoyas were slow growing plants. Remember that? Mm. Remember that misconception where they would say, oh, it doesn't grow as fast as Aeroid. So if you don't have space, get some Hoya and they'll take years to grow big.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. She
1: says as we're sitting in the jungle
3: of atoms, <laughs> no.
1: like thriving <laughs> Hoya
2: Bane from everywhere
1: Baskets of hanging plants everywhere When all
2: these like new Hoya kids entered the chat And they got all their cabinets And they filled them with two leaf cuttings And I just sat back and I was like That's not going to be fun <laughs> In six months like, I've,
3: And sure enough
2: no, My plants
3: are too big, I'm doing a sale Please,
2: free yeah, plants My Come cabinets don't have any room yeah.
3: <laughs> Oh my gosh oh. But anyway into the topic for today (laughs) (laughs) but it is part of the topic because having good a substrate that you can work with and having a combination of nutrients that works for you and your environment and your like local water or whatever it is is part of
1: getting those Hoya to thrive Yeah. yeah and i think just because something works for somebody else doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you like everybody is different in how they care for their plants, but also like people are different how they even use the same substrate. And so I think it's, you know, like don't be afraid to experiment. Don't experiment with like your most expensive (laughs) plant, but like take a cutting of a plant that isn't as valuable. And, you know, maybe you have one that's like really big or something and experiment with it and then find something that works for you. So, um, yeah.
2: Yeah. So should we get into the the dirt the substrate first
1: yeah I let's do that. it let's do it <laughs> let's so get dirty. should we oh <laughs> 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 you distracted lydia there <laughs> uh, Adam, uh, uh-huh.
3: sorry i was just gonna dive into it because okay, when you in. take cuttings of plants you put them into dirt into de la tanks
2: well we're not gonna say dirt because dirt is soil that's displaced
3: <laughs> disculpe
2: so that's what you sweep up in your home to okay. put in a soil or a potting mix. Yes,
3: when you <laughs> uh, no take cuttings. I'm you sorry, put them that into was soil. very
2: like <laughs> hoity-toity.
3: <laughs> sorry,
1: he hey, anyway. just put you in your place. I'm just
2: kidding. Yeah, I do. I I propagate
1: yeah.
2: mostly because if I'm taking cuttings, like I'm trying to sell them or trade them or give them away, and us hydro people know how to convert. We know mm-hmm. how to take something from soil and put it. Mm-hmm. Into pond or leca, but people who don't use that, if they receive a cutting in like pond or leca, they I don't Freak know
3: get a little bit, yeah. or they
2: feel obligated to keep it in there and not like put it back into soil or what they're comfortable with. So I just kind of I, I prop everything in in soil.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I do the and I do the same, and I use coco Choir and <laughs> horticultural charcoal and. <laughs> <laughs> and- <laughs> Paralite? Paralite, yeah. yeah. And I only laugh because last time you were like... I've never
3: heard you use such big words before.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have it.
3: <laughs> I do um, now if a word has more than like two syllables.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I find that cuttings root really well in that kind of a substrate for me. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it has the moisture retention in the coca quire. And then um, the horticultural charcoal um, kind of balances the pH. Um, and then the... Um, Paralite aerates the soil. So, and then I've also found like, because I also, I mean, I propagate my own cuttings in that same mix and I found whenever I'm ready to convert it into pond, because I use pond as my primary substrate, I can just, you know, take the plant out and brush off the substrate and it just kind of falls off. And so... I found that, okay, if this works well for me, then, you know, whoever doesn't want to use this substrate, it brushes off really easily and seems to have no issues converting to a different substrate. So that's what I do. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, because I've gotten cuttings in moss and then it's like surgery, trying to figure out what's the root and what's
2: moss. Yeah, moss is tough. Sphagnum. I do
1: also use moss. I did for quite some time. Okay, but the trick is... I
2: know, i cursed you every time I bought a plant. (laughs) And I needed to go convert it. I was like, (laughs) son of a...
1: But the trick to moss, if you get a plant... If you get a plant with moss, soak the whole thing into like a dish or a bucket of water, like however big the plant is. And once the moss gets like drenched in water, it gets really dark and then you can see the roots right away. And it has a tendency to pull off really easily once it's drenched. So that's my tip. You just drench it in some water, leave it in there for a couple minutes, and then just take the moss off. It just comes right off. And when
2: I'm ready to, when I'm ready to take the moss out, I'm ready. Like I'm not gonna be like, oh, let me just like, let this soak for a <laughs> few hours. You
3: guys, I put a plant to soak <laughs> in the sick the thing. and I remembered like a week later, and I was <gasps> like, oh my god, what did I do with that? No, it was still sitting in there soaking.
2: Oh wow. So.
3: We're gonna see what.
2: Tell me you eat out a lot without telling me you (laughs) eat out a lot. (laughs) Oh (laughs)
3: my Uh
2: (laughs) god!
1: Or that you don't cook ever. (laughs) Yep. Mm. Uh, But I also remember when I was first starting into Hoya, people would always say, and we had said this before, um, how everyone would always say, oh, it's a succulent like plant, like treat it like a succulent. And so I thought, okay, well, then I'm just going to get some succulent mix or I'm just going to get some cactus mix. And I tried doing that route and mm -mm, that does not work. No, no, it does not.
2: (laughs) no. Um, well, this this kind of, I know we kind of had a structure for this episode, but I just kind of like had on a whim. Let's talk about propagations, substrates mm-hmm. that people can use for propagations, and then we can just talk about for growing. Does that sound good?
3: Yeah, yeah. we can do that. I'm Sounds s- good. I'm, I was going to tell you Since guys. we have
2: already started. I'm still
3: in my good old propagating water.
2: You're just a water babe, huh? I'm
3: just a water babe. Okay, so then. The only thing that works for me. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean... Yeah, the other things could work too if you just like kept up on them.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna. No,
2: but it's good. Like, that's what works for you. That's good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I do water propagation too. You do. I do. I know. No, not solely. So it depends on how lazy I'm feeling that day. (laughs) Which. Which, um, sometimes I do get lazy. Um, and so if I don't want, like, if I don't have like cups filled with my choir and, um, and charcoal mix already, then I just grab a cup and put some water in it and then pop the that into it so those are my two propagation methods i either do water propagation which i know is unpopular amongst many but i do it yeah i do water propagation or i do it in my mix and i find that those two take really well to um pond conversion whenever i'm ready to um convert to pond because my thing is i know a lot of people propagate straight in pond or leka. Um, which is that passive semi-hydro, you know, substrate. But I can't do that. Really? My cuttings will not root whenever I do that. And I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but, yeah, they just won't.
2: I mean, I have some opinions. (laughs) (laughs) I think what you're doing wrong is you don't keep things in cash po, like nutrient.
1: But yeah, whenever I'm trying to root things, I do. So I'll put, um, you know, a net pot and then put the cutting in there and then, you know, leave water mm-hmm. in the cash po. But yeah, a lot of my stuff will just rot when I do that.
2: Really? Mm-hmm. I don't have issues.
1: Yeah. Well, tell us about it. Well, okay. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I did. I did used to water propagate, but then I just felt like there is a difference between water roots and terrestrial roots. Yes. Which... I think water roots are, they're just like, obviously they're less hardy, you know. Is that how you guys feel too? Like they're just more flimsy.
1: Yeah, they're softer. Yeah. I feel like they adjust better though. That's just my opinion though. But I don't know why my plants that I root in water and then move to pond actually do really well.
2: Wow. Maybe I should try it.
1: So I started it because whenever I was importing plants, I found because a lot of the growers um, grow the plants in just straight up cocoa husk and trying to like reacclimate them into a different like substrate after they were just imported was really harsh on them and I lost quite a few plants. And so what I ended up doing was I ended up rerouting those plants in water and then converting them to pond after several weeks. And they actually did really well. So after that is when I just kept up on still doing water pro- propagations like here and there for my personal plants. But Yeah, I know, I know. But I hear, like, so many, like, podcasts and watch, like, YouTube videos, and a lot of people are like, water propagation is the worst. And I'm like, but I
3: do it. (laughs) Yeah, and that's what I noticed, too, that, like, anytime I would get a plant or a cutting, it would easily go from water to pond. And, like, anything that I get from you, Adam, I usually tend to keep it in, in soil because I don't want to run the risk of trying to turn it to pond, which I know that you yeah. say you easily do, but I don't.
2: I should just do that for you. <laughs> it's <laughs> Next not time you yeah. be like, I need you to put this in pond for me, boo. <laughs> that one is. Yep. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I do root in soil mm-hmm. or pond. And, you know, I think I always say the humidity or the key is humidity. So all of my soil root, soil props sit in a box mm-hmm. and they just like exist in there. But when I do things in pond, which I do quite often, I literally will just – those cute, those little cups that I have on my Amazon store that are just like – what, are they three inches, four inches?
3: Yeah. Little shop
1: glasses.
2: And I just put <laughs> it in Pond and I just, just stick it in there and it roots.
1: Yeah, and I know a lot of people are able to do that, which is like awesome. And I was like, oh, that's like so smart. I should do that too. And no, or they just sit there and do nothing forever. And it's not like I let them go dry, Like I keep it filled so that, you know, the moisture is still there, but they, yeah, they either rot or they don't root, which is really, yeah. Because usually if I put a cutting into like water or if I put it into my choir mix, then within like a week, I'll start seeing roots.
2: Mm. I will say though, my, when I do open air pond or ambient rooting Mm -hmm. in pond, I will go through with like my little, my little squirt bottle and just kind of dampen the top of the pond every other day or so mm. just to make sure that you know it's not going dry because but yeah so soil is my number one because usually i'm doing it for selling yeah. if i get a cutting i immediately put it in pond because that's what i'm going to keep it in have you guys ever done perlite propagations because that's Ooh, a big popular one
1: i tried did not work for me it either. Didn't. no it didn't dang i know
2: i've seen people that have like a big prop box is like what i have down there mm-hmm. but they just fill it with like perlite and they just stick the things in yeah yeah and then when they're just they pick each one up like kind of like pulling carrots and yeah like, well this one has roots
3: yeah you know who does that a lot um tropical seductions oh denise yeah she does everything oh yeah in she, perlite does have a perlite and she box. Did like a little explanation video And I was like I'm going to try this But I never ordered Pride light So I haven't tried it
2: (laughs) Oh I have some for you If you want some Uh,
1: It's okay (laughs) (laughs) What I'm doing now works Uh. But also there's people that do the same thing with like Lucca and also with Pond. They just fill up a box with the yeah, substrate I I and then, yeah, they do that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that would like literally save me. So I thought it's no different than, you know, filling up a box with moss. Yeah. And no, it did not work for me because I saw it on the YouTube video of Toral from Sweden and that's what she does. She has Lekka and has some water in it. Oh, and she, she did. Yeah. With that summer rain oaks. Yeah, yeah. And no, it did not work for me. So I don't know what it is, but it doesn't work for me.
2: Was that back when you were using tap water, though? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> like, not know. We
3: yeah, have yeah, to yeah. try
1: it all. Yeah. It, it was, it was some time ago because that didn't work. So then I just moved on to what did work. Mm-hmm. And now that that's working fine for me, like, I'm sticking with it. So for me, it's either. A moss perlite horticultural charcoal mix, or a coco choir horticultural charcoal paralyte mix, or water. That's what I I use, think. From yeah. now
2: on, if I'm going to buy a plant from you, like I often do, I'm just going to be like, "Is this a moss?" Because I, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> well, I
1: don't use moss as much anymore because I know people people don't really like because yeah. I like moss, but I know a lot of people don't, so I don't I don't use moss yeah. anymore.
3: Yeah. yeah. What was it that we said earlier? If it ain't fixed, don't broke it if it ain't broke don't fix it
2: <laughs> if it ain't fixed don't broke it whatever okay you're not from the United States but that was like the most hillbilly thing I've ever heard you say
3: no because we said it earlier if it
2: ain't fixed don't broke it <laughs> because
3: we were talking about it earlier <laughs> I don't walk around saying that <laughs>
2: uh, Oh, you're the best.
3: Lydia's got her whole system.
2: Yeah. Okay, so that's props for us, you know. Yeah. And again, humidity and keeping it consistently moist is key for propagation. Yes.
1: Not saturated wet because then eventually the roots will rot. So, But if you have a nice chunky soil. That's true. That's true. For like yours, that would work. Yeah. Yeah. For... Like mine, because mine is cocoa choir and cocoa choir is so moisture retentive. Mm-hmm. You do want to keep it, like, keep it moist, but not saturated so yeah. wet. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so growing medium. Yeah. I think we all started with soil, obviously, oh, as most house yeah. plant parents do. Good um, old
1: miracle grow <laughs> from yeah. Lowe's, that big box store.
2: And then amending it with. <laughs> I amended it with bark and perlite. I switched to pumice though because perlite floated and Mm, that really bothered me. Yeah. And pumice kind of stays in place. So, but, um, I still have some Hoya in soil and I know, do you have Hoya in soil, Lydia?
1: I, the only Hoya that I have in soil are the ones that are in Dilla Tank because they're from you. Yeah. So whenever I get a plant in soil, I'll just leave it. And then once it gets big enough, I'll usually take like a top cutting and then move it to Pond after oh. it's rooted. But yeah, I have I have a few plants that are in De La Tinks because I got it from you. Oh. Yeah. Spreading
2: the love. And you have you have soil, Hoya, yeah. too.
1: Yeah, my bigger baskets are in soil.
3: Um, and I have, I think last time I looked, it was pretty equal between um, Pond and then. I also have a lot in LECA still. Mm-hmm. My issue with LECA was like, if I was propagating something, it would rot my roots. But once it's something that's established, I've been able to use it successfully. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah and I I have a mix. I mean, obviously the majority of my collection is in like a pot, but mm-hmm. I do have some Hoya that are still in soil. And that's mostly because they were bigger Hoya, and I just didn't want to... I kind of learned early on that converting like a mature Hoya was just not anything I wanted to do. Yeah. Like the plant really goes into shock. You kind of lose a lot of those roots. Um, So I do have quite a few that are still in soil. And you know, I like, I like the soil.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, soil still works. You just have to find the right one, right? Like you can't, definitely don't put it into like some garden soil or anything that's super, super heavy and moisture retentive. Honestly, after using De La tinks, I think it's a really great soil for Hoya. Like it yeah. ha- has really big coarse pieces in it and the water runs through very freely. But it holds on to, I feel like, the right amount of moisture. And so it works really well. I'm not a huge soil person, but I would say, like, if you're a soil person and you're looking for something, like, quick, easy that you know you know is going to be pretty good, I'd say that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, because we even
3: got a couple questions about soil this week. Yeah. So there's there's your answer.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, the reason I really like the De La Tanks mix is because— And I said it in, like, my other podcast and I said it on my YouTube. It's just a one-stop shop Mm -hmm. because if you buy some soil at the store, you really do need to add some bark to it. You need to add some perlite or pumice. You really need to, like, amend it to get it to this nice, chunky state, Mm -hmm. this airy, like, chunky mix. But De La Tanks just comes like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it might be a little premium as the price might be a little higher than what if you went to Lowe's or Walmart and bought— some bag of miracle Grow p- indoor potting mix. Mm-hmm. But by the time you're done amending that, I feel like it just works itself out. Yeah, yeah
0: you've
1: spent the same. But also supporting a local business. Yeah, Tanks, so, tanks
2: Green Stuff is an yeah. Arizona business.
1: From Tucson, right? Yeah. 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 So um,
2: so that's probably the main key. If you're going to be growing Hoya and soil, chunky.
1: Mm-hmm, chunky. And then the, although it's not a soil, in my mind I group it into that kind of a substrate, which is coco husk. Yeah, which is also a very popular one, and we know that April from Unsolicited Plant Talks
2: solely in coco husk. Yep, just she's got barrels of it just in the greenhouse. Yeah,
1: yeah, and so that's also great stuff too.
2: Yeah, and once like that does kind of retain moisture in a way that isn't gonna. Choke out your plant, you yeah. know.
1: I feel like for people who are really like overwaterers, like I feel like Coco Husk is a great one for you. Just keep yeah. in mind, you know, part of your routine is probably going to be watering your plants a little bit more often, but it's really hard to overwater a plant in Cocoa Husk. Um, but I know one thing that April mentioned and I've noticed <laughs> too, is um <laughs> <laughs>
2: What
3: was that? <laughs> I was going to say, it's really hard, but it's not impossible. I have done it.
2: <laughs>
3: but then, then the
1: moment passed, but then Lydia saw it on my face. <laughs> but um, cocoa husk has the ability to retain moisture, but it also has the ability to become hydrophobic, where um, if you let it dry out all the way back bone dry, then the water won't retain. It literally just runs through. So then you should give it a little bit of time to soak maybe. I mean, not long, maybe like five minutes or so, and then take it out. Then the husk retains some of the water. So then in the future, it's going to be moisture retentive again. But Mm -hmm. that's one key is to not let it go bone, bone dry. And if you do, just make sure you soak it again so that it becomes moisture retentive again. But I think it's a really great substrate. I have Quite a few plants that are in cocoa husk.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cause the ones you get from April, like it's just, it's hard to kind of pull all those husks off of there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, those I roots really, really feel get like, into the crevices. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like you said, like a plant that's already established, it's really hard to convert them to something else, especially if they're already happy Then I'm like, mm, I'm just going to leave it. Yeah. So, but one thing with husk though is unless you add a nutrient to it, it doesn't have nutrients in it. So you're going to have to add some nutrients, which we'll talk about later.
2: Yeah. And it's, uh, it's neutral. Like mm-hmm. there, it has zero pH, yep. anything, you know, cause soil has a certain soils have pH. hmm. And then you have inorganic substrates like pond and leca that are neutral as well, and choir as well. Mm -hmm. Do you guys feel that, like, a chunky, like De La Tanks or a chunky mix is good for all types of Hoya? Are there certain Hoya where you're like, "Mm, maybe you should use a different type of moisture soil? moisture retaining soil
1: yeah no that's a really great question you know honestly i think it's personal preference because i know april she grows all of her plants in coconut husk even plants where i feel like i wouldn't be able to because i think that they're thirstier plants like say for instance um like the pandoradas or the burmanicas those are very very thirsty plants and if they go dry they go limp very quickly so i feel like that's the type of a type of a plant like if i were to keep it in soil i'd probably keep it in like de la tanks or even in like a choir mix just because it's more moisture retentive than husk but she grows hers just fine so well, she also
2: has a greenhouse that has yeah a that's high true high so
1: yeah so that's also a huge part as well <laughs> yeah. yeah no definitely so that or i feel like like the bellas are a little bit thirstier um, like polyneuras are a little bit thirstier. So those plants that are a little bit thirstier, if you're going to keep it into a substrate that is so well draining, you can like get it the substrate to a point where it's retaining a little bit more water. And that's probably what I would do. But I think it's possible you just have to know your plant and just look for the signs of, oh, is this thirsty? Does this need more water? You know, mm-hmm. so it's just looking for those signs.
3: Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys saw like my wonderful accomplishment of getting a Bella <laughs> to bloom.
2: I did. I oh, was so yeah. excited for you. And
3: that was from Andy's Orchard.
2: Orchids. 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 <laughs> I mean it was kind of an orchard too, though. right?
3: Yeah. Okay. I knew yeah, it was something like that. English language. Anyway. <laughs> um he has it all in moss. And that's the only oh, plant that I was have. Is it
2: mounted? Um, no, it's in like a little little basket, basket. Mm -hmm. but I
3: never wanted to like change it out of how he had it. And what I do is I let it sit in water, like tap water for like 15, 20 minutes, get it good and soaked I hang it back. It is in the cabinet with humidity, Mm -hmm. but that, that's the only one that I have that's not in my regular, um, substrates. Mm -hmm. Um, and it lives and now it's bloomed and so if somebody comes up to me and tells me that moss is a great substrate i'm gonna say i agree with you good luck
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> may the force be with yeah. you yeah yeah my bella is thirsty but you know i let that that big pot of bella i was showing off my plants because i do that every time these two come over to my house I'm like,
3: oh, la come la. Look at this, which has like seven blooms on it
2: uh but that big pot of bella like i let that go bone dry
1: that's crazy.
3: And the
2: leaves get like wrinkly AF. Oh
1: my gosh. And
2: then I give it water and it perks back up. Oh my gosh. So I do I do agree. Mm-hmm. Polyneura, Bella, they are thirstier. They would like a more, they do have also thinner roots. Mm-hmm. They would probably like to sit in a more moisture retentive substrate, but.
1: It's still possible. Know, yeah, it's yeah, still possible. It's still possible. And you know,
2: I don't have it in a cabinet. The humidity is not mm-hmm. high and it's yeah. just like popping off. Yeah. So, I, I mean, to, to each their own. mm mm-hmm.
1: um, But the substrate that we use, as our listeners know,
2: yeah. is
1: pan and leca.
2: Passive hydro, babes.
1: Yes. Because in, in nature, from what we've been reading, a lot
3: of these Hoya attach to trees, right? hmm So their
1: substrate is what? Like more cocoa husky, more barkish? Yeah. There's a lot of, like in nature a lot of Hoya have been observed growing up trees, which would be bark and growing even on rocks or
2: on limestone. Yeah. Yeah. Or
1: next to like Rocky rivers
3: or which there's probably a lot of moss involved, which I feel is very, um, water retentive or moisture retentive, Mm -hmm. but yeah.
2: Yeah. They, uh, It's so it's so like you can see it whenever you have a Hoya cutting, like especially some of the long vine, if you give it humidity, Mm -hmm. the roots just like grow.
1: Yeah, like alien arms out of every
2: like (laughs) part of the stem. Um, And that's what they attach themselves to trees with and in in like their natural habitats. And and I think they just pull the moisture from the air because most of these natural habitats are very humid. Yeah. Um,
3: Is it Hoyas that you, Lydia, were telling me? They can take in nutrients and moisture and everything, even through the top of the leaves, which not all plants do
1: that. Right. Not all plants are able to take in nutrients through their foliage, but Hoyas are able to do that. It's so cool. It's a capability they adapted because a lot of times, like they're not sitting in a pot of soil, or, you know, they go Mm -hmm. through a lot of periods of not being able to get water. So they get it when they can.
2: And then the ants poop on it and they're like, mm, food. Yeah. <laughs> nom, 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 nom.
1: <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: Love it. Love that for them.
2: Okay. So, <sighs> yeah, our substrate of choice is, mm-hmm. like we said, pond or leca, which is inorganic. These are basically just rocks. Clay, yeah.
1: uh Clay balls. Yeah. And they,
2: <laughs> and they just wick the moisture up. Like the way I set it up, they wick the moisture up from the cash po and... The plant drinks and eats what it needs to eat. But you also, Lydia, has a different method with some of your Hoya.
1: Yeah. So all of my plants in LECA definitely are sitting in a cash pot because LECA is not water retentive at all. It really does need a cash po to be able to pull up the moisture. But I have found pawn. You don't have to keep a cash po because it is to a certain extent water retentive. It will hold some moisture. So um, it does dry out pretty quickly though. So it really depends. Like I have some Hoya with no cash po in pond, just a regular pot with some drainage holes sitting in a cabinet and I can water those like every week and they're perfectly fine. But if they're sitting in ambient air, then I do have to water them twice a week. So Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, so that's something to consider. Like if you (laughs) don't keep a cash po, you can water it like soil, which I think is really cool. But um, you can, you know, use it the hydroponic way, which is, you know, keep a cash po, let it take up the water And then you can probably go like Adam does three weeks before, you know, you have to water the plant again. So
2: yeah. Well, a little less in the summer, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, yeah. Jesse and I, neither one of us want (laughs) to water plants twice a week. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to just water sections of my plants once (laughs) a week. Like the motivation is just not there all the time.
3: Yeah. No, like, (laughs) <laughs> I don't even want to put water in the humidifier to make humidity for my in the little cabinet. I'm like yeah. oh that thing's been dry for a while because the motor gets really loud when it's dry and I'm like
1: oh, <sighs> oh, oh my
3: god guess I'll go put water in that <sighs> t- oh, it shuts up.
1: <laughs> so my personal plants I water every week and then the shop plants none of those plants have a cash po and they're just in pond and regular nursery pots so in the summer I water those three times a week and then the winter two times a week Dang. commitment
2: that is commitment but you know what you have you grow amazing hoya
3: yeah. And you
2: start people off on the right foot with a, a well-rooted, yeah, oh. well-cared for hoya. They
1: just need to grow as fast as yours. That's what I tell them every week. Mm-hmm. It's that pre- It's that it's that Asian pressure ingrained into me. <laughs> they got to they got to meet that expectation of their Asian mom. <laughs> uh, well,
2: kidding. I'll come over and take care of them. I'll do it my way. No, you won't. What if we did? What if if I did that though? I would feel bad if it was like if they popped off. But what if like you were like, okay, this tent's yours, and these tents are mine. You take care of these. How you would take care of your hoya?
1: Oh no, I'm I'm too harsh on myself for that. You can care for all of them. Come to my house three times a week.
2: Okay. No I said my way Which means that Monday,
1: Wednesday,
3: Sunday They're going to be
2: sitting in They're going to be sitting in Nutrient Solution
3: (laughs) They're going to be looking like Spongebob In the episode where he was out of the water He was like
2: (laughs) Y'all couldn't see my face But I was like (laughs) It was good It was a good face Oh I
3: think- Hola, Hoya friends! So, we launched our Patreon, aka Peduncle Pals. It's been a joy connecting more with all of you, chatting in our Facebook group, and sharing more behind the scenes through our exclusive Patreon episodes every month. We're blown away by your support, and we're so grateful for every one of you that is joining us on this club. You can subscribe through our Patreon link through our Instagram bio, episode descriptions, or show notes. See you there!
2: Is that about it For substrates Or do Oh No
3: Wait what about The things we haven't tried Like the little The black Aqua soil
2: Which we talked about once Fluval stratum Mm -hmm. The trendy
1: But for people who Want to try Doing Hydroponic Semi-hydro Um LECA is now Very easily found We had talked about it Last time You can find it On your good old IKEA Heck yeah Uh, but um, when it comes to when it comes to pawn, yeah, um, like we said last time, you know the people who invented pawn um, is Lechuza. Lechuza. Lechuza pawn is that OG one, but um, they're sold out a lot of times, and shipping can be quite expensive. So um, Adam and I use a DIY pawn, mm-hmm. which. Very easy to make. You can just buy ingredients from Amazon um, and we'll list some ingredients. But basically it's just lava rock, pumice, zeolite, and that's it. You mix it.
2: Horticultural charcoal.
1: Horticultural charcoal.
2: (laughs) You put some horticultural charcoal.
3: Oh, yeah. I do put some. That's a tongue twister, guys. (laughs) Horticultural.
2: Horticultural. Yeah. um, And I personally like the DIY mix a lot better. I do like Lechuza. I have used it. I still have plants that are in it, but it's much smaller. Uh, and I kind of like a, a chunkier pond mix. Yeah.
3: Same. I just buy the ingredients and then I'm like, oh, Lydia, I really need some pond. <laughs> if only someone would magically mix it Because sometimes
2: me. Lechuza really just falls through all the net pots. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it really just, you give it a flush and it, it's gone. It's, a, it's flushing out.
1: So if you don't want to buy Lechuza and you want to try and make your own DIY pond, it's one part of lava rock to one part of pumice to a half a part of zeolite.
2: Yes. And if if you ever have or want to find out information like that, go to our Instagram. In our highlight bubbles, we have the episodes marked. So we'll post that on the stories when this episode goes live. And then it'll live there forever, and you can find that recipe. Yeah.
1: Yes. And yes. you have it on your The Green Plant Instagram as well, right, Lydia? Yeah. You have to scroll down a little bit, though, so maybe I'll make a new post or something so it's fresh for the peeps.
2: Yeah. I bet it is a really great mix, and I mm-hmm. really like it.
1: So, But the last thing to mention about both of those substrates is they're neutral. They don't have any nutrients added, so adding nutrients is a must for those which— Nutrients we will talk about here soon.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, Lechuza does have slow release fertilizer. Right. right?
1: Lechuza does.
2: Um, but yeah, the DIY pond that Lenny and I both use does not. Does not. Mm-hmm. Nope.
1: But yeah, the last one that is really popular with a lot of Hoyo people right now is the Aqua Soil Fluval Stratum.
2: Yeah. And caviar. Yeah. Little
1: they're tiny, eggs. tiny little black stones basically um which is made f- by fluval which is a aquarium like fish aquascape type of a company um and it's for aquascaping like in fish tanks and it holds like a lot of great nutrients for, you know, fish tank life plants. Mm-hmm. Um, but the plant peeps have found it and they've found that it roots plants really fast. Um, and it's become quite popular. Although I've never used it before yet, but it it's very popular right now.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's whole Facebook groups about it. Fluval stratum, mm-hmm. I think, is like a us specific brand. Yeah. That's the an- but you can definitely buy cheaper versions of the same mm-hmm. thing that aren't f- branded. Kind of like Hydraton. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a brand of like a Lechoose is a brand of pawn. But yeah. Um I wonder I wonder why I wonder if these people would have the same success if they were using pawn. But they just never wanted to use pawn, but then they saw fruit flu. Cause I just I I personally don't feel like it could be any different. But maybe I'm completely wrong. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Except for the part. The only thing that I can think of is the part that it has the nutrients already.
2: Oh, so yeah. So then
1: you don't have to do anything else except, you know, fill your pot or whatever with fluval and throw a cutting in there. And it already has a nutrient. So I think it's just the simplicity of it maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know Jesse has tried Fluval. You
2: have? I have. The caviar? The forbidden caviar?
1: Yeah.
3: I was given a little cutting of a patchy clotta in caviar fluval stratum. And I was like, what is this? And I spoke to the person. They were like, oh, this is what I use for all my plants. It's great, blah, blah, blah. And I use it just like the pond. Um, I just leave a little bit of water at the bottom. Mm -hmm. But I was going to separately talk to you guys, ask you if you think that I need to switch it out because... I've noticed in the last like two waterings that I think the rocks have kind of melted a little bit, and so they start now breaking down. Yeah, mm. so now it's not draining at all. It's kind of become kind of clayish at the
2: bottom. Oh, I didn't know they oh. broke down.
3: So I'm wondering if that's normal or if it's just mine. But I think they're breaking down, and but neither of you have used Same. it, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't Me. know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah,
2: all of us. That'll be
1: something. Like our listeners, if you're like a you know aqua soil yeah. expert, leave us some tips and tricks on what Jesse should do because our poor friend here. Yeah, I need struggling. answers. <laughs> well, the plant is fine, but now I give
3: it less and less water because mm. I do notice it's like super clayish at the bottom. And y'all know how horrible I am at repotting stuff. I haven't repotted it, but I feel like I'm gonna have to. Yeah,
1: because it is in one of the little cups too. That is mm-hmm. interesting. You know what else I've noticed people do is they layer their pawn or their lekka So they'll do like... It's almost like like a a truffle. Yes, yes, a truffle. Yes, not a parfum. Well,
2: no, parfum is the
1: same
3: thing. Before
1: you mix it, it's the same thing. Like yogurt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They'll do like pond and then do some like fluval um, aqua soil. And then they'll do another layer of pond Mm -hmm. to help like with that nutrient being in the solution. And I know some people do that too. Once again, I've never used it before, so I can't vouch for it. I just know this is what the peeps are doing.
2: Yeah. And it's very popular. So mm-hmm. you're saying that fl- the Fluval or Aqua Soil already has nutrients in it.
1: That's my understanding. Yes, at least Fluval Stratum, which is that name brand one mm-hmm. made by Fluval, um, I know has nutrients already built into that substrate. That's why people use it is because they, um, you know, are using it for aquascaping and they want their plants to, you know, thrive in that mm-hmm. environment. So, but I don't know about all of them. But I know for that one, it has nutrients already built into the substrate itself.
2: Cool. I still need to try it. You yeah. Know, I,
1: Let's split a bag, guys. Let's we do should. it.
2: We should split yeah. a bag. and we <gasps>
1: Do an experiment. Yeah. <gasps> okay. We're going to buy a bag this week.
2: Since I have the big Hoyas, we can just take a bunch of cuttings and we'll yes. just each try to root them in different.
1: And then buy that. Flex. <laughs> <laughs> My boy has made a haircut. By the end of this series, we should have a comparison. We should do one in like choir, one in soil, one in fluval and pond, and then just like compare. Yeah. You guys, if yeah. I had a kid, I would make them do this for a science experiment.
3: Yeah. Wow. And my kid would win. Yeah. Because I'm not Asian, but I got that parent pl- pressure yeah down to a T. Dang. You well. Do.
1: We don't have kids, so we're yeah. gonna do the <laughs> <a> science experiment.
2: <laughs> oh, a little science fair!
1: Oh, I love it.
2: Okay, well, let's transition over to nutrients.
1: Yeah, the good stuff.
2: The good stuff. The, the yummy stuff. Okay. I
1: feel like substrate and nutrients are like ying ying. They gotta they gotta be there together to form the balance, the
2: foundation for a yes. happy and healthy hoya. <gasps> oh. <laughs>
1: Okay, I that feel was like very that could Asian be a whole commercial <laughs> with a rainbow and then it says, we're happy and healthy Hoya. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, Lydia, someone slides into your DMs and says, hey, I have all these Hoya in Pond or LECA and I just feed them liquid dirt. hmm <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I just want to preface this by saying no offense to anyone that's listening that may do that, you know.
1: Because we've been there. Yeah. I've been yeah. there. I used to think liquid dirt was like a nutrient solution. Yeah. But and then really she gave isn't. it to him.
3: Then she gave it to her dad to drink. Oh my
2: gosh. <laughs> oh, that's a story for another day. But that's a good I don't know
3: that that's a story for another <laughs> yeah, day. Because we're talking I nutrients. Yeah, you're right. Guys.
2: Yeah. Okay, sidebar on Lydia's dad. <laughs> Drinking her herbal
1: tea. So for anybody who has bought liquid dirt before, it comes in this like pouch and it's a powder and you have to mix it into water to make it into the solution because Mm -hmm. it's a concentrate. So I thought, well, you know what? I'm committed to this stuff. I'm going to make five gallons of it. So I got a huge five gallon bucket from the big box store. I mix this stuff up and it looks like black tea, basically. Mm. But it's poop tea, black poop tea, (laughs) right? Yeah. So anyway, so my mom is very surface level into plants. She thinks they're cute and stuff. So she has some like pathos and she, I did give her like a crinkle A and she's so excited about it. But anyway, she was like, Lydia, my plants need food. And so I was like, okay, mom, I got you. Don't worry about it. So I brought her this little plastic um, like you know how Rubbermaid makes those like ten ounce drink little containers. drink containers, <laughs> yeah.
2: But Wait, it has a drink. very
1: it has a very convenient little pour spout, you yeah. know, on the top, and it was like very secure. So I put some liquider in there. And along with the liquid dirt, there was something else that I had to give her. So I put it into a little grocery bag and I gave it to her. But I very clearly told her, mom, your plants, nutrients are in that bag. And she's like, okay, okay, okay. And then she runs (laughs) back into the house and I'm like, okay, cool. And literally... A couple of days later, my mom calls and she was like, Dude, are you the one that left the drink at the house? And I was like, what drink, mom? I didn't bring a drink. And she's like, huh, weird. This drink showed up. <laughs> and I thought nothing of it. And I was like, that's weird. Why did a drink just show up? <laughs> and then I go over to their house, open the fridge. And that container that I'd given her is sitting in the fridge with um, tea in it. Because my dad really likes to drink tea. And I was like, oh my gosh, mom, did you pour all of that onto the plants? Like you were supposed to dilute it. I texted it to you. And she starts Busting up laughing, and I'm like, it's okay if he poured it onto your plants, Mom. It's okay. I thought she was laughing because she just like straight poured yeah. the whole thing onto her plants. And she goes, No, your dad thought it was tea and drank all of it.
2: He <laughs> must have been good.
1: No, he was like, it was really earthy. And I was like, <laughs> Dad, why going. did you drink it? He's like, I thought I, he was like, I thought my Daughter brought me a healthy tea to drink.
2: <laughs> oh, Mister Park. <laughs> but then
1: he liked the container, so he was like, so I had to drink all of it, so I could reuse the container.
2: Oh my god!
1: And so, and he tried it hot too, right? He was like, <laughs> Bro, maybe it's like, was sweet. Yeah. Hat, like put it in the fridge and cooled it. Added it in sugar.
2: In. <laughs> a whole jar of honey. Like, come on.
1: but then, but then we looked up the ingredients, and the first ingredient on there, I think, is like rabbit poop. And then it just gets worse from there it's like worms and like bug poop and y'all he drank the whole thing it was like i don't know 15 20 ounces or something like it
2: was a lot
1: but important important facts
3: he did not grow hair he did not get any taller (laughs) yeah he did not grow any more hair because i was like bro if he grew even an inch i'm 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 chugging it (laughs) Or if he, like, you know, got hair, we've made it.
1: We've, like, cracked the hair r- cracked growth the code. code. Yeah. yeah, no, but no solutions. No, nope, none of the things happened. So, anyway, so he's fine. But, you know, highly do not recommend. <laughs> what, what what were we saying? Don't do. Yeah.
2: <laughs> don't do.
1: Yeah, that's a don't do.
2: But... As far as nutrients for a plant, Mm -hmm. I feel like Liquid Dirt or Super Thrive, which is what I use, is great for rooting a plant. Mm -hmm. But longevity and the only food you're giving your plant, you gotta have something more. Yeah,
3: I think
1: you can, yeah. I think you can like definitely add something like that as an additive, Mm -hmm. but it can't be the foundational nutrients that your plants are getting because it doesn't have that ratio that it needs, and it's not complete. It's like Saying, like, oh, I'm just going to take vitamin C for the rest of my life and be fine. I but was, in reality, there's a multivitamin you can buy. <laughs>
3: yeah. Same I was going to say, it's like saying I can live on tacos, which I can live on tacos, <laughs> but I'd at least have to rotate like the ingredients, yeah. get some fruits, get some cheeses in there. It would be like well,
1: eating monchan <laughs> or craft macaroni and cheese the rest of your life.
2: Yeah. Oof.
1: I can do it. <laughs> Yeah, it's not gonna be a long life. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> or a joyful one. Yeah,
3: or or a very you know
2: <laughs> not very fulfilling. Yeah, um, yeah. So I guess with all substrates, whether it's soil or inorganic like pond or leka, you're gonna have to feed your plants. Mm-hmm. Now soil is a little, uh, it's a little different because you don't have to feed your plants right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Soil is gonna have compost in it. It's gonna have some sort of nutrients in there that your plant can uptake, but after a while, and I don't, I don't even know how how many months to say, but I, in my mind, six months is standing out.
1: Yeah, roughly mm-hmm. six months by a year, definitely, but it gets stripped of nutrients. Yeah. it's not forever.
2: So your plants already taken up all of it can take, mm-hmm. and uh, specifically hoya's, which is what this podcast is about. They don't constantly need to be Repottered Repotted. <laughs>
3: Read the Harry Potter series to them often.
2: <laughs> they, don't, they don't need to be repotted often. Uh, and maybe not even at all for like the rest of their life. Sometimes like a six inch pot is like the most hoya is going to need. Yeah.
3: Because they like to be root bound, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And, they, and they just do well. So you're going to have to give that plant food in the form of fertilizer.
1: Yeah. And, and I, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. Keep on going.
2: I was just going to say. Uh, A product like Liquid Dirt or Super Thrive, which does have micronutrients, which Mm -hmm. is good to like help your plant, but it isn't good to be the sole source of food for your plant because it doesn't have enough in it.
3: Yeah. Mm. So what's the recipe, guys? (laughs) 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 Yeah, I
1: was going to say, I think it's also important. Of, you know, the quality of nutrient that your plant is getting, because I remember when I first got into plants and I was looking up, okay, you know, I got to start feeding my plants. That's what everyone's saying. What do I need to do? And, um, you know, when I was first into plants, I feel like there wasn't as much information out there. So people were recommending stuff like the plant food spikes from Lowe's oh, and using <laughs>
2: eggshells oh. and your old yeah, hair. yeah,
1: or like fish heads, or you yeah. know, just all sorts of crazy stuff like that. Certain blood from a certain time of the month. Oh my no.
3: gosh! Oh yes, my gosh. yes. No, the bro. posts are out there. Bro. Look for them. I'm not gonna go looking for you,
1: <laughs> bro.
2: Is that a is that a real thing? Yes.
1: yes.
3: You you never heard about it? No. Yes. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway.
2: Yeah. Let's move. We on. won't
3: delve into that, but yes, it's out there. And, you know, if you, if that (laughs) works for you, I don't want to hear it. I mean, if that works for you, great. But here's some alternatives.
2: (laughs) Oh, boy.
1: Something that's a little bit um, more uh, made for your (laughs) plants.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't see. The thing is, fertilizers were the one thing. Well, not the one thing. It was one of the main things that I always got confused by. NPK, mm-hmm. I was like, what do these numbers mean? Um, and so I don't think I'm the best source for that because that's when I, all my houseplants are in soil. Mm-hmm. Now I have nutrients and I know how those work and stuff. But when I was first looking for fertilizer, I was like, I don't even know. So I just followed what Girl 94 yeah. told me to, which is Foliage Pro. She used it. Um, and I use that for my soil plants, but it is also a hydroponics mm-hmm. fertilizer, but in it, the bare minimum, just like an all purpose fertilizer. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, it, it's better than not doing it, right. you know, so don't stress yourself out. You can just find an all purpose fertilizer. The foliage pro that I use mm-hmm. for my soil plants mm-hmm. is, uh, the numbers on it for NPK. So nitrogen, nitrogen. Phosphate and potash, which are the three main. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs>
3: that last word, which is funny. Potash. Potash.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that that makes up NPK, and the the NPK numbers on this Dynagrow Fo- Foliage Pro is just is nine three six, but it's a good all around fertilizer. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: I use it too. I use it for um, all of my propagations that I'm growing. I Mm -hmm. don't do it at the full strength, but I dilute it to half of the strength, and then use it for um, all of my shop propagations.
2: Okay, Mm -hmm. nice.
3: I use it too. In one gallon of water,
1: I do two little
3: tubies of foliage.
1: That was very, very
2: scientific. Two little tubies. Yeah.
1: Very, very scientific. I love that.
2: (laughs) <laughs> like this long. She just spread out her tiny little finger. So it was probably like five inches. Uh,
3: no, it's one of those little milliliter ones that came with the. Oh, like a pipette? Pro.
2: Like a pipette. Yeah. Where you squeeze the top of it. And, yeah. Okay.
1: But if you look on the back of the <laughs> bottle, yeah. it tells you exactly <laughs> how much you need <laughs> per gallon. So if you want to be more exact, the instructions are on there.
2: <laughs> so yeah, the, I mean, a Foliage Pro. If you're growing things hydroponically or passive hydro, that is better than not using it, Mm -hmm. you know, so just go for that. If you don't want to do like three different steps, which is what my main nutrient solution is for Mm -hmm. my hydro plants. I use general hydroponics, three step micro macro and bloom flora grow. (laughs) It's flora grow, flora bloom. Flora Micro. It's Flora Micro, Flora Bloom, and Flora Grow.
1: And the important thing to note with these three is Flora Micro should always be the first one that goes into your water when you mix it.
2: Yeah, so that's the deep red one, Mm -hmm. and you always should mix that first.
1: Just in case you don't want to read the whole bottle, but I read it, and it said that one should go in first. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) So that's what I do. (laughs) I put that one in first. I. Make sure I mix it around, mm-hmm. and then I put the pink one in, and then the green one in, and then I add my guard and mix it up, and there that that's what we get.
1: And mixing it is really important though, because if you don't mix it and you just pour them in right after the other, what can happen is something called nutrient lockout, where the nutrients will bind to each other, not properly, and then the plant is not able to absorb the nutrients. So it's important after you add one, mix your water up real good, then add the other, mix it again, add the other, mix it again, so that it's all good to go.
3: And they all have little numbers like the four, like full edge pro, <laughs> so the 6.
2: Yeah, so they do have like different. that's the base of the mostly all nutrients mm-hmm. is NPK, and so they have it at different levels, um, and yeah, so I'm I mix based okay. on the ratio of like, which I didn't realize I was doing, but based on the ratio of aggressive growth. <laughs> aggressive vegetative (laughs) growth so if if you if you ask me what my secret is that's what it is i use the nutrient solution on the aggressive growth
1: which you have now started doing But the important thing to know is if you're going to go full straight on on onto adding more than the recommended amount, there is something called nutrient burn that can happen on your foliage. So you have to do it gradually. Mm -hmm. So make sure you're just doing gradual amounts at a time and you don't just go like all in right away. Because I know I'm one of those people where I'm like, go harder, don't go. (laughs) What?
2: Okay. I just don't think phrases are our thing.
1: No, I don't think so.
2: You go hard or go home. Yeah.
3: This this podcast is too diverse for <laughs> colloquialisms.
2: Lydia's gonna find a man real quick. Yeah. <laughs> no.
3: Go hard or don't go home at all. Okay. So uh um, Yeah, Lydia's pretty don't intense.
1: Don't don't do that. You want to take things slow, <laughs> and that's all.
2: <laughs> yeah, see, that's funny to me though because I feed my propagations or newly converted plants. I don't I don't dilute anything. I just give them the full mix. Not saying I agree with you. There is fertilizer burn, and you can really hurt your plants. It hasn't happened to go. me. Fertilizer burn. It hasn't happened. But so I give the full mix to. Yeah. yeah. Everything. But, if, but if
3: you try it and your plants burn, it's not our fault. Yeah. <laughs> so we warned you. So
1: disclaimer.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, a little tip if you want to see flowers in your Hoya or the possibility of getting more flowers, you want to look for the uh, P number, which is phosphorus. You want to look for the second number of your fertilizer to be higher Mm -hmm. than the other numbers. So on this general hydroponics that I use, the Flora Bloom, it's NPK is 054. So the second number is the highest of all three of them. As I was reading in Fraterna Magazine, when people were writing in saying like, how do you get this? And and a lot of the times the the editor of the magazine, the Hoya Magazine, was saying... Get a nutrient or get a fertilizer that has higher phosphorus. Is it I you know it really yeah, potash is K. Phosphorus is P.
1: Yes.
2: Um and hopefully that'll encourage bloom. So yep. pro tip.
1: And honestly and I've said this before, I wasn't getting blooms before on my Hoya, but now I've been very religiously using my General Hydroponics trio and adding the bloom nutrient to it. And this year, guys, peduncle after peduncle, I'm yeah. seeing the bloom. So. Yeah. I'm excited. So, yeah. So, but I think, you know, like we've said before, the important thing is while you're using your nutrients, you want them to be effective. And the way that they're going to be effective is making sure that your water is at the pH where your plants can take up the nutrients and I know I Gee. keep on saying this just because I made the mistake of not doing it and I have regrets so I want you all to not have the same <laughs> regrets so I'm just beating that dead bush
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay no it's
1: beating the dead horse
2: listen <laughs> we-, we can't be thrown at <laughs> colloquialisms if we don't know what the hell you're saying alright
3: yeah <laughs> Okay, but. I'm but. beating the dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Moses. Oh, no. Oh, no, there's a saying, though. Beating the dead bush. No. Beating a dead horse. <laughs> what? You're beating, yeah. what's no, beating... the Because there's no bush. point in beating <laughs> a dead horse. Oh, what's all the bush? A
2: bird in the hand is better than.
3: A bird in the hand is <laughs> better than two in the bush. Yeah. No. Is that it? Yeah. Something about okay. birds in the hand and birds in the bush. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> what
2: were you going to say?
3: Well, I was just going to say for my.
2: I'm just going to mute her microphone. Yep.
3: For my lazies out there. I pH balanced twice, like six months ago and saw a lot of growth in my plants. Um, But then I stopped and I've just been doing the Foliage Pro and I've got two blooms coming in. So, I mean, I'm not saying following your advice isn't great, wonderful. I'm sure I would have like a jungle, but, you know, I'm not very... Like you already scared me with like add this one first. Like, no, my house is gonna blow up. Not a
2: <laughs> It will not blow up. It will not blow up.
3: Something's gonna blow up. I'm not I'm not a scientist.
2: Yeah, I mean it's true. You can get growth. <laughs> yeah. if, but
1: it's just not the same.
3: Yeah, yeah if, if no, you want yeah.
2: if you want the best, best, best conditions for your Hoya to thrive and live healthy, you have to be pH balancing. I mean, that goes with soil too. You know, soil has a pH. Mm-hmm. I've never tested soil pH, though, but oh, there are kits out there. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
2: but some soils actually listed on there what the pH, the base pH of that soil mm-hmm. or that mix is. Um, but there is a chart that we'll post on our Instagram stories that you can look at if you are listening to this today they, you know, the day this episode posts. But if not, you just check it in the highlight bubble. But it does show the pH levels that certain nutrients are able to be taken up by the plant mm-hmm. so nitrogen maybe between the the ideal is between five and 6.5 you know
3: yeah and i'm not saying i I don't do it or like don't do it don't listen to them they don't know what they're talking about i'm saying i did it i did notice my the growth just took off and i was like damn that's nice But then i got lazy <laughs> damn, <laughs> so now man. i do it maybe once a month maybe once every about six weeks i'll ph balance and i do notice a big difference in my plants even yeah. from just that little inconsistent effort that I'm willing to
2: give. Yeah, I mean it does it does it does make a difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're sitting here thinking Hoya's is not growing, yada yada yada, just try pH balancing your water, your nutrients that you're feeding your plants for a month, and and see, document. But know?
1: also there could be a pest, and we're going to do a pest episode here in the future, so you should also listen to that yeah. one just in case. <laughs> yeah, just in
3: case <laughs> it's not <laughs> the nutrients.
2: <laughs> um, but. Nutrients, pH balancing, you know, I am a work smarter, not harder kind of person Mm -hmm. and I find shortcuts all the time and I know not everyone has this, this, the ability to do this, but I have a water delivery service. So it makes my whole plant care routine so much simpler because I really just had to figure out the pH balancing once and then I just know what to do.
1: Yeah. You just add the same amount every single time I do the same. Although my water doesn't get delivered, I break my back filling up my five gallon, <laughs> five gallon jugs at the water station yeah. every week, but it's yeah. worth it. It's worth it.
2: Yeah, I mean it really is. It's 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 helpful to have that uh tap water can also be used, but again, tap water also has like fluoride and stuff like mm-hmm. that inside of it, which is fine. Yeah. I mean it'll your plants will still live. But it's just kind of I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I but don't want to s- sound elitist, and because I don't feel like everyone has to do that. Every, yeah. not, everyone has to have a water service, but yeah, there's things you can do with your tap water by letting it sit for 24 hours, and hopefully that evaporates most of the fluorides. Yeah, in chlorine. and chlorine. I
3: got I got a little water distiller a couple Christmases Christmases ago, and I did use it, and I still do use it sometimes. Mm-hmm. You guys, when I went to clean it out after that first use. I don't know what like weird organism was at the bottom of that water distiller but it freaked me out that anyone <laughs> drinks tap water here mm-hmm. in Arizona because it looked like sludge from the green swamp.
2: Oh. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll distill
3: some and then
1: I'll send you guys a picture of what it looks like.
2: Yeah. Cuz yeah, that, that I think
1: cool. yeah, it's all about whatever you're comfortable doing but whatever doesn't bring you anxiety or whatever Mm. doesn't make this feel like oh all of a sudden it's a burden or all of a sudden it's all these things because ultimately like if your plants are growing and you're okay with the level that they're growing at and that makes you happy then do still what works for you right like don't be so stressed out about oh all of a sudden now I have to go do xyz like It can even be a slow progression, like add one thing a week or one thing a month, Um, but don't feel like all of a sudden you have to feel burdened to do all of these things if you feel like that's not healthy for you. Yeah. I
3: love that. We're just getting the information out there. You can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Yeah,
2: That's a really good point. And also, there's also so much more information about like you have electric electrical conductivity of your nutrient solution with passive. Like there's just you you really can go really, really in depth. But I think the things we talked about today give you a good foundation. Mm -hmm. So, and you're right. You try one at a time. If you're, if don't, don't make it an overwhelming thing, but I promise a lot of people immediately when they hear pH testing, Mm because you have like the solution, the test kit, but I was a lifeguard. So it's like all very natural to me because we had to do that to the pool. Um, Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah. You had to keep the pool at a certain pH or the chlorine wouldn't work. But, Mm. um, it's really not that hard. It, re- it really isn't. I mean, it might feel overwhelming, but testing it is a super simple. And once you get your method down, it's like, you know, it's, it's easy to do. So don't let it overwhelm you.
1: Maybe yeah. we can make a little quick... Like video or something About of pH testing. Yeah, like how the pH testing is done, and then just mixing the nutrients so you can see it for the people who are like visual people, um, and maybe that'll you know help a little bit. But like 100%. Ooh, a hundred percent,
2: we could do a real.
1: Oh, keep Instagram happy. <laughs> But we can do that too. But yeah. yeah um, Let's
3: do it next time you guys are in my house so I get a gallon of pH. Oh water. my gosh. <laughs> Jessie's like, so
1: I can reap the benefit of this situation.
3: <laughs> She's
2: a thinker. She is a thinker. Definitely work smarter, not harder. <laughs> yeah.
1: But um, that's, you know, that foundation of care. And I know for some of you, You know, this might sound familiar, but for any of y'all that might be struggling or we're looking for more information on what's done, hey – that's kind of, you know, where to start. And then, you know, the next um, couple of episodes that come down the pipeline will be more helpful information, Um, you know, things like pests and other weird, obscure things that your Hoya do for no reason at all. We'll go over those (laughs) two and tackle and battle those things with y'all. But um, but yeah, if you guys like listening to our podcast, what should they do, Adam?
2: (laughs) Well, you should subscribe to the pod. Also, share it with a friend who might like Hoya and leave us a review. Reviews really help us get out to the world for the podcast players to promote us and to tell people that it's a good place to, to, you know, stop and listen. Yeah. So we would love to have your review. And I think you can do it on Audible, which I just found out because someone sent us a DM and they said, if you say a review on Audible, that was me. That was really sweet. Spotify lets you do a review and Apple Podcasts. Mm -hmm. I think those are the only three that let you leave a review, but it would mean so much to us if you guys gave us a review. Yeah, and we look
1: forward to reading them. So uh, leave us some feedback, y'all. Also, if you guys want to give us a follow, we're on Instagram at let's lets.talkhoya.com. And also on our personal pages, I'm at thegreenplant.az. I'm at perritos y plants.
2: And I am at notdude.
1: And until we chat again, we'll talk to you guys soon. Adios. Annyeong.
2: Bye.